0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Hello and welcome to Growing Up Female with me, Connie Simmons. This is the podcast where we chat about what it's really like to grow up female behind the shiny social media profile. I'll be chatting to a whole host of young, inspirational women about race, beauty standards, periods, body shaming, sex, relationships, social media, everything it means to grow up as a female today. So this week's episode is another sister duo. Um, They're both like my fairy godmothers, but in very different ways. (laughs) They're caring, endearing, and I'd say one was very outgoing and one's very calm they're like the best chalk and cheese you'll ever find it's Becca and Emmy, Emma Knowles really?
3: <laughs> right. oh thank you
2: I hope you like that introduction
4: you. I thought thank Becky you. might have written it and paid you to do it oh, thank
2: no. you, Emma. <laughs> um so Becky and Emma are both sisters I, obviously I just said that but um I met you guys. How long ago did I meet you? I don't even Gosh. know now. must be five years ago, surely. Yeah, five, six that. years ago.
3: I can't, yeah, um, I can't remember. I, mean, I think you went with, maybe I reached out because obviously I've known Bradley for quite a while. And then I remember it kind of popped up and I was like, oh, Connie. Oh, look at her. She's gorgeous. Oh, my God, her makeup which she does is amazing. And I think I remember you came and did my birthday makeup. When I literally, yeah, wasn't it Halloween, Halloween, it Halloween. maybe it's Halloween. But I you also it. did my birthday what? makeup as well. I can't remember, but you, you honestly, I remember your makeup, and I was just like, oh my god, unreal. Mm-hmm. And then we just started girl crush, kind of went from there, really.
2: Yeah, yeah. God, that feels like so long ago. And then
3: you got into but- this journey in Cobox and then we worked together for a little bit when I had a little set up in a fit wellness agency, and yeah, God,
2: yeah. Yeah. We've, like, evolved together, haven't we, yeah. all of us? And
3: then obviously It's been nice. It's
2: been nice seeing each other's journey. Yeah.
3: And now and then you met my sister, and now, oh, little Macy. What a cutie.
2: I know. I know. Bless her. But, yeah, no, you both helped me so much in the early stages of my career. Um, I'm quite I, back I, at I,
4: you, you know? It's like you were just a positive thought. I always remember, I could, like, girl crushing on your makeup and then just... Uncovering all these layers of things that you do and then wanted to do, and just watching how you rocketed that mm. uh, just oh. amazing and then you you know you 've been so supportive of us, so that kind of that lovely
2: Oh, oh, look at yes. us. This, I know, <laughs> it is. This, is, this podcast is supposed to be all about you guys and how <laughs> inspirational you are. And now we're just, we're, sisters, just, though, right? we're just like complimenting Lovely each sisters other back and forth. Yeah, and, yeah. and
3: I think you're great at how you talk your message out to all other women. And it's really true because I think everybody feels the way that you feel, but not everybody talks about it because they feel that they can't and they're yeah. afraid. And I think in light of everything that's going on in the world at the moment, I think... Me, particularly in what I do, sometimes having that little five minutes of a scroll and you land on your page is a bit like, actually, you can feel crap today, and you're not alone,
2: yeah, well, it's women like you and having women like you in my life that do give me that confidence to be myself and to believe in myself, so I'm really grateful for that, and that's why I wanted to have you both on here because you are you. both really inspiring women to me. I love your relationship as sisters um and I and I have seen you both grow in business and just you're both so yourself like you're both so authentic and not afraid to be yourself but I'm sure that hasn't always been like that no way and that's why (laughs) growing up that's what growing up female is all about like how can we help the listeners to feel good about themselves and to be true to who they are without feeling ashamed or embarrassed and I just think you two are just perfect um because um you know you've both got your own stories but your stories intertwine because you've grown mm. up together and you're both so close yeah so Becky why didn't you tell us what you do and then Minnie you tell us what you do and what you're about okay. and then we'll go from there okay
3: so I am a PR so I say but and now I can say that I'm a founder of a BR company so I've been in yeah. car now for probably gosh, it shows my age, about eighteen years. So I've worked with like the big L'Oreal's um, All right, Granny, <laughs> <laughs> the big L'Oreal brands like L'Oreal Paris, Garnier, Maybelline, Essie. I've then worked, I worked at Estee Lauder, I then worked for some of the biggest London agencies, and then a couple of through client relations and stuff and building networks, I've kind of now set up my own thing with a kind of a, a large array of clientele, which is all about being. New. I suppose the thing is that with that, it's like not knowing that you're just having a conversation with someone all those years ago on a shoot, for instance, like with my brand Larry King, and then now knowing mm. that I've been a key part in his business four years ago. Four years we started together, and and we're growing from strength to strength. That you sometimes just always think, oh God, how why are these people in my lives? And then or you look back and you're like, oh, having that conversation was quite inspiring. And oh God, look, now I work with that person. Ooh. So I think that's kind of where I look back and with what I've done in terms of like the PR side of it. And obviously I love to talk. So that obviously helps. And then sometimes <laughs> you dangle a little carrot and an idea and then it flourishes. So and that's how it kind of with mini um well sorry we call them emma mini because she's my little sister even though she acts older than me um and i'm two inches taller yeah she she kind of evolved in in an essence as well
2: yeah and and that's actually a really good tip but um like for anyone that wants to start their own business and stuff is to have that conversation like It's hard if you're a shy person. Like you said, you like to talk and I wouldn't say you were shy. I can be Um,
3: and I have to really talk.
2: Yeah, you're like, that's like me. I can be shy too. But I think think we're the sort of people where we're like, right, there's an opportunity there. You can't miss out on this. You know, if you don't ask, you don't get, just go for it. I have like little chats with myself really? and that's where I get my confidence. Yeah. But I do have moments where I can be
3: shy or a bit more reserved. Because sometimes um, some people don't know what you're thinking. So you think, oh, they're yeah. confident and, oh, I might not be interested in that job. And I remember when I left Lord Estee Lauder to go to L'Oreal, everyone's like, oh, I never thought you'd want to leave Lauder. And it's like, until somebody approached me and said oh do you want to like there's a job at L'Oreal I'd love you to come and work with me and that when it was quite hard even getting into L'Oreal because I didn't have the right qualifications and so forth and then I proved my worth when I got there Um, and then I think in that essence that unless you sometimes dabble or even just make a little bit of a point to actually say people think oh maybe I do want to change my career and Mm. somewhere else then people don't just think you're fine.
2: Yeah I love that and and Minnie you you've had a massive change because when I first met you you were still working somewhere else so tell us about you and your journey and how that applies to you as well so I um
4: I I always find it quite I always think we're looking to label ourselves Mm. and I've always found it quite difficult to put myself in one box so that's why when everyone says, you know, what do you do? Like I'm many different things to many different people. And actually I'm really at peace with that now. Um so I'm a clairvoyant, I'm an energy healer, I'm an author, I'm a meditation teacher, I have a jewelry brand. I, <laughs> the minute I stopped trying to limit myself into being one thing that made other people feel comfortable, really it really was my insecurity. Yeah. The minute I was able to do all that, like I stumbled into that at, 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 at seven years old, but then didn't really know how to deal with that spiritual journey. Um, and then you have to live through that. And the biggest thing I've learned is that it's okay not to have a plan. Like Bex really knew, and, and I love that about her. She knew this is, this is literally I was born to do PR. For me, it was very different. It was like I went through media, uh, worked in comedy production, worked as an EA for a CEO, and I was always moonlighting doing this because I didn't really feel have like the confidence. But actually what I was realizing is I had to earn my stripes and it, just that it was, you know, the industry that I'm in now wasn't. It's not something that's like probably a goal on everybody's list back then. But now I think lots of people are moving more into that wellness space. Mm. It's 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 like much more comfortable to talk about. But I think when you're doing energy work and you're doing psychic work or anything like that, you've got to you've got to put the energy into it and and be prepared to do the work <laughs> without um, seeing any financial gain on that because mm, it's not what it absolutely. what it's about. And I think it's really important. To remember that even if you don't, you aren't quite clear on what the ahead looks like for you. Like now I've got my own business, like I say, I've got three books. It's it's just about having a little bit of faith at the same time. Even when you feel crippled by your anxiety and all that stuff in your head that says that you can't. As long as you keep walking ahead, kind of trusting and, and knowing that actually that's taking you on, a, on an adventure to really believe in yourself. Uh, and surround yourself with the right people to get there. Mm. You can open up it doesn't have to be any road will get you anywhere it's actually like every path and every twist and turn could be such a beautiful path on the adventure to, to what you are becoming
2: exactly and mm. it's it's almost like like it had to happen at this time because of the mm. time and with even just the world with like you say wellness and like crystals now are like such a thing right I turned and- that book down though I turned it down because I was embarrassed by it I'm really not ashamed
4: of that. I always said I'm like a healthy skeptic when it comes to my work. I don't think it's a bad thing to do, but like I turned well, that down. You're embarrassed by your book? Yeah, to start with. When they said, do you want to write this book? It, they came to me and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> because for me, I was like, I don't write about crystals. It's so personal. I don't want people to laugh at it. But that was my fear. And never fear yeah. when you do turn those things back. It came straight back round. About yeah. six months later, they said, the writer's pulled out. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah. and And that was the moment I did that. I left my job, wrote the book in in a month, and then the rest was history. But
2: yeah, always trust that. the timing. Always yeah, just the trust the timing. So like people are rolling crystals on their face at night. Mm-hmm. Like,
4: <laughs> yeah, damn right. Yes.
2: <laughs> and Becky, Becky, what was it like having a sister that? Um, I know you wouldn't take offense to this but like was say different I say with speech marks
3: Mm. because Um, did did you mm, no (laughs) (laughs) to start with I didn't really understand it (laughs) with her and I think I'll always yeah there was a turning point I literally there was this guy that I really really liked and he wasn't right for me at all. But you know how we always to attach on onto them and they're like, oh yeah, him, it's got to be him. And Minnie said to me, there's a book by Louise L. Hay called You Can Heal Your Life. And I was in Birmingham on a, on a press trip when I worked for Lordo and I was sitting in my room going, he's not text, he's not called right, I'm going to read this book. And then the book started talking to me in a weird way and then I just remember having more conversations with Minnie about positivity and enlightenment and like ask, believe, receive as a mantra I used to always literally carry and sometimes do um, speak about. And I was like, what is all of this that I'm now opening up to, like being positive, and then things do work out, and so forth? And then, when Minnie was like, "Oh, I think I might leave my job. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that." Obviously, as a family, we we're all a bit like, "Oh, you're crazy!" And in an essence, and she always says that our dad was always like, "You're never going to make money out of stones or like rocks." And it was all a bit. we were all a bit like, "God, she's taking well not a risk, but we just did, it wasn't wasn't the norm." And then obviously, yeah, of course. When you suddenly see this book and it's now in nine languages and like it's thriving, I look oh at others some days and I'm like, "You take a more of a risk than I ever have," because. My job, if I, if all else fails, there's PRs everywhere, whereas Minnie's very special that there isn't many people mm. like her in that sense. And to listeners, we're not sitting in the same room at all, so she's not, like, going, yeah, say more. This is just coming from the heart. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and I think passing a £10 note. Yeah, mm. and I think in that sense, I often think that. And sometimes when you're waking up in the morning going, what's your purpose? And Minnie's purpose is, obviously, she helps people, and she's helped so many people of all different mm. calibers and giving them hope and faith and stuff. And some days you sit there and you're like, wow, what what is my purpose? What am I doing? And you kind of have to reframe it, but mine's very traditional purpose, whereas Minnie's is kind of more like an alternative therapy and healing and people really rely on her. Like her phone is constantly, I'm like, oh, who's messaging you now? And it's like a client, a client, a client. It's like she's never off. And I think that's sometimes Mm. hard to switch off from that job, but she's got a very different offering to everything that I do for a job in that sense. So her going off on her own, which we did at the same time, And I got her lead was definitely more frightening for her than probably for me.
4: Yeah. But I didn't feel frightened. I was like, I hadn't even planned it. I was just like, I think the thing with you Beck, is that you've always been so brave and what you do. You're like, I'm charging forward and I've kind of probably had 20 odd years where I'm like, I have no idea who I am. What the hell? And then all of a sudden there's this moment of like, this just all makes sense Mm. and it just feels right. So I went for it. Whereas for you, it's like, actually this is where I've always been going. And now, life saying go in a different direction it's much more of a battle isn't it because you're you're going against everything you've ever known where I was finally stepping into what what like I do know
2: yeah but were you were you like were you worried of people judging you what were you so scared about that it was just because some people perceive it as a load of nonsense or
4: I think so I mean like I said I was really skeptical so I was kind of growing up a lot of time if you say stuff people are like nah or like they don't want you to read them like but you're just naturally doing that um Mm. and I think for me it was a fear of being like tarred and feathered and dragged down the street somewhere because you know I I, my whole ethos is that I want people to better themselves I don't I'm not a I'm not a life support so that Mm. I come with a lot of tough love but I think I just needed to toughen up and and have you you can't be half in something it's like being half in a taxi if you've got one leg out the other taxi you're gonna get dragged all along the floor and I just had to be so in And I think when I started to channel the book and doing that so quickly and getting such amazing feedback when all my life I'd not been used to getting support and feedback, not from my family, but from other people, just told like, no, no. I just felt like you're wrong. I've been listening to the wrong voices the whole time. I needed to break through that. So now that I can work with other people to break through what that noise is.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. You've definitely proved everyone, anyone that ever doubted you wrong anyway. God bless you.
4: Yeah, I was having this conversation with someone yesterday. I was like, oh, you love to write. But then at school, the teacher was like, well, you, your handwriting's appalling. You're awful. It's this, that it so then I was like you're writing a book. It and, is. Yeah, it's that, It's the fear, right? It just kind no, of No, I'm saying handwriting
3: and, is appalling. birthday. No. <laughs> <hard to laughs>
4: <read>. Oh,
3: <laughs> see? And that's what I
4: mean. Where you go. There yeah, but they
2: say like creative people like you right, like God yourself is. have yeah. have crazy handwriting yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but equally
4: I can write a diary and I can write about you Becky you never know I was writing about you
2: no, I... <laughs> see I, I I had a session with you meaning when I when I God, um, you decided, just okay now? yeah when I decided to become self-employed as well so I left my whole career in marketing to you write Bradley's yeah and just do makeup on the side and I didn't actually know where it was going to go I was kind of doing Bradley a favor really but I yeah. wasn't happy in that job so I just thought well it'll give me time to think about what I want to do and the session helped me so much and then well, Becky good. helped me so much I had like the spiritual healing and support from yourself and then I had Becky there like just yeah, she's amazing holding my hand yeah. you know you're such a good combination it works now like we haven't always got a lot. No. and I think that's no, good I, I, think, I like, can see why you wouldn't yeah because you're so like...
4: <laughs> it's true though like no the sisters I, I do
2: clash, don't they it's like really I can imagine absent. you two like I can imagine you two just say Oh shut up you oh you yeah. shut up
4: <laughs> I would only love to walk into a room sometimes and go oh that's lovely and then jammy myself a free pair or something and I know she's not doing because she wants stuff I, I like I'm in awe of it sometimes because I'm much more like oh no I couldn't possibly I couldn't possibly and then she's like oh get on with it and, and then but now it's like I know how that's been helpful rather than her yeah like nagging on me like yeah. trying to be big sis absolutely yeah, I think is that right Becky
3: yeah I would be come across as the big sis I think a lot of people in our friendship groups would always kind of see I mean he's always been kind of like the more wise one and I've probably been the more neurotic one in that sense
2: yeah, yeah but I think so again that's why you work it's like a scale yeah and you just balance each other out really nicely
4: that's cool I think so but, but we have our moment I mean you have moments I think it's just
2: I have, oh, I think I've got three brothers and I have my yeah of all of them I mean, they're just siblings and I think it's actually healthier to have it out with your siblings and then to just move on Second. Right. Later. the thing is, yeah, yeah I
4: think mean, about? sorry man you guys no, no, no. You, you were well in there. You're like, you're like the horse that bolts out. I'll just wait. Oh,
3: thanks. Go on. I was going to say the thing is with siblings is that, and I think that's why we've never even like when we moved out of home and stuff. We always lived together. Is that you can have an mm. argument with a sibling and then an hour and a half later exactly you're absolutely like your best friends mm. again. Whereas you've got your mum going, oh, we just be friends, and you're like, no, we are now. Whereas when it's a friend, <laughs> <laughs> you just build. Mm.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I remember no, being I... at
3: work with someone and her being like,
4: oh, I've got to send my housemate a text message about the bins. She's just not taking the bins out. I was like, just tell her to take the bins yeah. out. Yeah. So we're so, we are so, we're really blessed with that. And equally, yeah. I can't do anything that I do without, I couldn't have done any of that Becky because she's like the queen of connectivity.
1: So it's almost
4: like we were so blessed in being born differently, but how the world's collide. Yeah. I don't remember taking Becky to Wales for a, a crystal, um oh, a, yeah. crystal kind of meditation.
3: Yeah.
4: And she was just like, You are weird. This is so naff. And I always they always say to Becky's been like my Greatest case study because Becky doesn't believe in it and thinks she can't support it. Yeah. um And going through the work that I do, like doing it uh, for me to see such shifts and changes in somebody, but she could then feel it in herself. Then she can go and she can talk about it, and mm. she's so authentic in you know? it. Like she's, you, you couldn't give Becky, I don't know, like a domestos and say go and PR that because she's like, yeah, that's great and everything, but I just, it's not, it's not who yeah. I am. Doesn't really kind of, I don't understand it. But with you, again, she was like looking at you, going this girl's got something like she sees it she feels that she believes in it and she'll push it yeah so you know i'll say it because we're not in the same room but thanks beck
3: yeah thank you yeah
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Becky, what was it like going alone? Because I know that there's a lot of people um, that listen to this that yeah. um, have business ideas and mm. they want to go alone. They want to be self-employed um, and be their own boss. Like, it can be scary, can't it? It can be like, yeah, oh my god, what if I what if I don't get like money for a month or whatever? What is your biggest advice for people that want to go alone? Um,
3: I think my biggest advice, no, you still will always have those thoughts, and it, it, even like when Corona started hitting, obviously some clients had to go on pause, or some clients like were like, yeah. can we reduce the fee? So you just have to work it. And I think it's just how you look at your business. Like, sometimes people um quantify success on the bricks and mortar, like having a big office, having staff, having all this, but. I kind of always looked at my business model in, well, I didn't really think I had a business model but I look back now and see a business model is that as long as you have good people around you and you can work with people on freelance basis and bring them in and have quite a selection of clients so don't always just limit yourself to one or two clients who mm-hmm. and because you're so reliant on them and then you come dependent on them and you're like oh my gosh if they go then I've got nothing it's having a nice bank of people within your calibre and having good people around you through your network that you can bring in so like I have um freelancers that I can put in to help me to make my client be the best that it can be in the field that it wants to be in and it's not being afraid to tap into other people's expertise I was very yeah. fortunate when I went off on my own that I had, the day when I woke up and it was my own business, I did have some clients already. And I don't think that is, I don't think that, I mean, it might morally not be right with the company that you're working for to say, but I think having initial conversations with people when you know that you're on your notice period, I don't think people should mm. be afraid of that because you're you're leaving the business as it is. And I think- people,
2: Yeah, you're just, you just got to be one step ahead, exactly. don't you?
3: And I think sometimes, again, like I said previously, people don't always think that you're looking or that you're proactively thinking about doing it. So unless you have the conversation with somebody and say, look, Mm. I'm going off on my own. Is there anything we can do? You're never going to plant the seed. And I always think you have to plant the seeds for them to flower.
2: Yeah. And I feel like there needs to be an element of having a bit of, um, you've got to be gutsy as well. Like you've got to, I was about to say have balls, but I don't know if that's Mm. the right saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: I started my business with £200 in the bank. So I literally yeah. have no plans. So to anybody who feels that I really want to do this and I know that it feels right and everybody's telling me it's wrong, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Because like I know people are like, I well, believe in the universe, in the but that you do have to take a leap. In anything in life, you need to take a leap and there will never be a completely perfect right time. So don't be like, if you're falling into the trap of, I'll do it when, and I'll do it when this is right and I'll do it when that's right and I'll do this when my body looks great. And blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't do it because all Just that t- flows when you take that leap.
2: Yeah, mm. so true. Yeah, no, I think I'm the same, like like thinking about it. When I left the job, I I halved my salary to work for Bradley, um, but it's been so worth it. I think I managed to save for a deposit for my flat in England like two years later.
3: Yeah. Brilliant.
2: Yeah.
4: No pressure.
2: And I think that I'd rather have taken that risk and it gone wrong than to be sat in the same job and not be happy for the next 10 years.
3: Yeah, exactly. And of the thing is that you've got one life. And I think if you've got desire, and you've got passion, and you've got vision, and you can see into the future of how you want to be, it's amazing when you look back and you think, oh my gosh, I never, I visualized that. And now it's coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. It's like what as they say, the Pussycat Dolls say, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, Right. but
2: what but what if someone doesn't know what they want to be in the future like how do you how do you find that about yourself because so many people are lost aren't they yeah like I mean you, have to go you, in. you must you must have so many clients that just feel lost and they come to you because they want to be found like because we're told that we have to have this structure we have to have that we're in this kind of corporate world where it's
4: like you have to have this and you have to have this by then and this by then and you need some sort of thick plan if you look at the shape of your life the best things happen When you do not put a plan, like a a kind of like a deadlock plan. Yeah, you have a plan and it's an overarching strategy, I suppose. But Mm -hmm. like break down to smaller steps. Yeah, you have a big goal. Let some of those little bits that happen in between, let them happen really naturally. And then put a few little goals in in between. But don't give up just because you didn't get what you want. Then you'll be a spoiled brat. If you're kind of going, this is not happened because I want it and it's, it's not here now and I want it and I want it, I want it. Mm. Don't worry about it. Just kind of take the stress out because there's, there's this level of perfection we're always striving to in everything that we're doing that just does not exist. So just be really kind of calm with yourself because when intuition flows, when you're really at ease and kind of listening from within, that's yeah. when all the big ideas hit. And, and, and they'll hit in when you're in a meeting when you're sat on the loo, when you wake up at night, yeah. put a book by your bed. So the more you kind of overthink and overanalyze your set, it's so easy to sit and sort of help somebody else guide through. But when you have to do that bit on your own, it's yeah. just get yourself in a place where when it strikes, you listen to it and you trust it. Because then the next bit is, is about having the faith in it. Because when it comes and you kind of feel like that big idea comes like a lightning bolt, then the next thing we do is we slip into ego and we start analysing why it wouldn't go right. So it's also about surrounding yourself with really good people and that's the other reason. you know, it's good I've got yeah. Beck and my family and my friends is because I always thought everyone would say, Well, you can't do that and they were like, If you believe it, you could do it and then I was like, I I kind of planted those seeds well in advance. But like don't put pressure on yourself.
2: Yeah. I've learned And look from the mum, i h I've like I used to put so much pressure on myself, and then I, I think it stopped me from doing things or stopped me from being mm. myself mm. because it just made me part of this barrier. I don't know why it does that, but it did. Looking
4: back, we're, we're all becoming, aren't we? Like, and being a mum, like you kind of stepping into a role where you have no idea, and everybody can tell you exactly like with everything else in life this is how I did it, and this is how it's going to happen. But it's your personal journey because you're becoming.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: Same yeah as, like, you've got to be yeah.
2: yourself. And, and I literally just, my expectations, like, I have had to become so much more realistic because you can only do half as much in a day when you've got a child, Mm. and also I've just just become myself more than ever. I am so happy Mm. being myself now. I'm a mum. It's such a weird feeling. I don't know. I think that's because I think it's because I don't want Macy to ever not feel like herself. So yeah. you have to just set that example, don't you? Yeah, completely. And then, and then you do that and you rattle it out through your friends
4: and your family and, and it spreads and then you start meeting more like-minded people.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's so important to meet the right people, so like, yeah. along
3: the way, you're going to meet the wrong people, and it's kind of I think Minnie's taught that it's like when you get that gut feeling and you kind of maybe something doesn't sit right with you. Listen, it's time to listen to yourself mm. and maybe also look inward about what it is that you're not liking about them that may have a little mm. friction to you that you still need to work upon. Because you mm-hmm. often seeing friendships because you think, oh God, I'm old now, I'm not going to get any more friends. But as you get older, you go on different life experiences and meet different people. Like mm. when you have kids, mm. other people that you meet that have got babies and they become your friends, and then. The friends they're still single maybe they're not you're not as friendly with but then maybe they come back because everything happens for a reason and everyone comes in and out of your life at different times
2: and that's okay isn't it I feel like I've had moments where like you know it's really upset me that someone's not in my life anymore Mm. but actually I'm okay with it yeah
3: totally yeah because if you chase it and try and keep it it's all in the end there'll be something that will stop it from being there
4: Mm. it's like when you chase a guy sorry to be so over, like feminine about it but like when you're younger you like you always almost chase somebody and then we're, we're kind of like hungry like that as I think as women as well because we kind of in that kind of want mind space mm. and the minute we get it we kind of step back and then it comes towards us we go I don't want it mm. <laughs> so it's the same with friendships sometimes I think or friendships yeah. are opportunities we think we so want it because it's there we've got to it's almost like this win 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 we've got to win got to have and then the minute we kind of come back and then the opportunity comes to us, we're well, like, I didn't actually really want it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't healthy for me. So I think it's about trusting that sometimes people do have to step aside and they'll step back if it's, if it's right. Yeah. Totally.
2: And can I – I don't know how you two feel about me talking about – say no. I don't mind if you say no, but we've touched on relationships very slightly here and there. Mm-hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) because becky you said earlier about some guy that you really liked and you read a book and then you've just said there like women can be like i know women love to be loved definitely maybe not all women but i don't want to speak for everyone but i'm that's that's what i'm assuming the biggest journey we've both been on is actually like you know what we're really strong women and that's
4: actually quite intimidating and you hear that word a lot like oh it's really intimidating And, and to start with you start to apologize for being who you are and then you go actually I know that there's somebody out there that's strong enough and cool enough for me and I know it's not like the only important relationship I think we've both been really working on like when we put as a a family when we're in something we put everything into it so I think we both needed to do that with our jobs and like I mean I'm single like I think it's 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 not going to say it's difficult for people but it'd be right for the right person to understand what I do but I've been in relationships where I've almost had to downplay who i am or i felt that i had to and yeah, i'm so not i'm not gonna do that again because i wasn't being loving of myself yeah. do you think that's
2: all up. part of growing up and and sort of just knowing you sort of knowing yourself is part of growing up yeah isn't it? Like yeah you, i think so. it takes time and but equally
4: some people meet someone and they're like boom that's it
2: it's just it's yeah. different it's like just not to compare yeah but I, I mean i met ricky nine years ago and it was ricky. boom oh yeah have we have grown up together and we've had to yeah. evolve and get to know. We've sort of get got to know. I mean, we might be two different people if we didn't meet. Maybe we've yeah. grown up together. I'm not really sure. But, but. I, always, I think with relationships, you are
4: picking somebody. To, I think we've got this fairy tale idealism, isn't it? Like, mm. it's got a lot of this and they saved me and this, that and the other. But actually, you're picking somebody that you're kind of going, you and I are going to grow together and mm. somebody that you're going, I'm going to show you my complete worst. I see your complete worst, but I know actually the complete best of you is brilliant and I want to grow with you. Yeah.
3: Mm. Whereas I've always been. Becky. What about me? Yeah, because I've always been in and out of relationships, but I would never say that I was in a relationship solely because I wanted to be in the relationship. I was in it. Mm. I thought society said that I had to. So when you go on like appointments or press of appointments or when you're at university, it's like. It's a bit like girl talk in that old school game, again, show my age. When you're like, oh, my God, he's calling, he's texting and having it there. But when I look back at the relationships, were they necessarily all that I wanted from a relationship? Yeah. Because obviously I would like children and I'd like to get married. But you look at other friendships, the relationships with other people and what they have and like you have your, your expectations change. And I think where I was at 28 to where I am now... I always thought I'd be married at 28, be having kids. I'm like, "Mm, no, I think my journey has been my career and there's been people along the way, but they've not lasted because I've had to find out who I am. And I often would sit back and be like, oh, I can change for him. Oh, no, he's he's like that. But then I can be like this. And it's like, now I know. Obviously, everything's compromised. And when the right person comes along, things will have to change because you do become selfish. And you can go to the gym when you want to go to the gym. You can go out with your people when you want to. I totally commit to that. And I was even, we were talking about this yesterday, and I was saying, when I do meet somebody, I will be a really good girlfriend because I like my own space. But then I am can be a very good girlfriend and give them what I feel give yeah, yeah. what they need what what the relationship needs because it's a partnership yeah. And I think you and Ricky are literally like you, you're very you and when you look at people's lives and their independence, and when you look at relationships, you see like the tag relationship goals. You've got your life with Ricky and now obviously with Macy, but you have both also got your independence. And I think as soon as someone tries to yeah. take away your independence it's hard. And I would always go out with people that didn't live where I lived. So they'd be like two hours away in a car. So then I knew that I had to commit to maybe seeing them at a weekend or and so that my evenings, especially when I was at L'Oreal, were so I could go out and socialize with other people. And then the weekend was all about them because I had to travel and then I was committed to them. So that kind of made me think that maybe I wasn't right in that relationship because I should want it to be easy for me, not so I can control and plan it
2: yeah i see what you mean i see what you mean yeah it kind of it, it suited your lifestyle really? so you felt like it was the right relationship rather than it actually being the right relationship yeah, and the
3: right person and then so someone so the right said person. to me oh you've got a, how, do you have a boyfriend and i'll always remember a journalist said to me once and she's a good friend now that she was on a press appointment and she didn't talk about a man at the end the pr said so sorry to ask but are you dating anyone or are you not in a really patronizing way and she was just like it's none of your business but somebody was making someone feel
2: inadequate for not being in a relationship. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, um, I don't know how old you both are, but it's one thing that I love. Women are speaking out about a lot more. Is like, you know, like you hear Michelle Keegan talking about it, or Olivia Bu- uh, Bowen has talked about it. How it's no one's business if they're not they've not yeah. had kids yet. No, you know. For all for all people know they they might not be able to have kids. Exactly. And mm. I just wondered if you two you've ever felt like from family members or from anyone that like why aren't you why aren't you with someone? Why aren't you married? Yet? Oh, oh my god, you? Becky, how often do we get it It's
3: like oh you We don't, <laughs> a, Yeah, family. a little bit. Mumma is a bit we don't get not we're anymore, anymore actually. No. She to do. We're not anymore. She doesn't mean to be a younger nan. Yeah. She would like – and it's sometimes our home friends come, but it's more – I've worked for, like, obviously strong business women and one of – my boss at L'Oreal actually didn't have her first baby till like, 38. And then uh, – Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Emma I'm Scott, sure. and then Michelle oh, okay. Boone, who's, like, CEO of Scene Group, didn't have her two babies till she was in her 40s. So that's – in my theme where I am in my life, because I'm late 30s now, I – that's admirable to me. And I'm like, actually, you can do the yeah. career thing, and you can still have kids – later on in life yeah you may be seen by the government and the NHS um the, well the government that they say that you're an older mum and that you need to be looked after and so forth geriatric, <laughs> geriatric. <laughs> Cheers. but I'll take
2: you you two got- you both live a really healthy like life anyway don't yeah. you you're both fit and healthy. Yeah. we
4: have a moment or two where
2: we don't oh, yeah, of course. We do. <laughs> but, no, I love oh. that. that that again that's another thing I love about you both is that like nothing's sort of impossible and you're both you know you're not putting that pressure on yourself you don't you're not conforming no like you're doing you're, do, you're doing what's right for you yeah and I think it's really that- hard. you've got to beat that frustration though
4: because like we can't come home from something you're like oh ff F- F- yeah. like really like why is that so important and I I sit and think well actually do you know what it's I think it's more like telling of where they're at that they're kind of like is the grass greener where you are? Have I made a decision? And actually the right decision is settling down younger or whatever. And like, we're never putting that pressure on. But sometimes I think, sometimes it's other people stressing out that they maybe leapt into something too soon. Yeah, that That's really what they're sort of saying. So we try not to get. How they feel, they're reflecting it on you. Yeah, exactly. So making you feel like, oh, I should have what you have. Yeah. And actually I would love what you have, but not right now. And that's mm. okay. So surely it's okay that, you Know, I'm a bit older and I'll do it in my own time, and and actually, brilliantly, you know, hopefully, Becky and I'll do it at the same time, and then we're just super lucky. Yeah, that'd be amazing, yeah, I would be can amazing. see it. So, she can have my kit. No, I'm no, joking,
3: Yeah, you can cook for them, do me him. She'll need many. All right, okay. Well, you can buy her all the clothes. That's fine, I'll you <laughs> yeah um, I'll take Connie, it because some of Macy's outfits are, are the most adorable little things ever that's, oh, so, that's very
2: true I
1: just, you know so what cute.
2: sometimes I have to say to my mum because obviously I'm still at my parents at the moment I have to say to my mum oh they're gifted they're gifted and she's like I thought Zara didn't do <laughs> this again. and I'm like oh uh, they've, they've changed their strategy
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like you're saving for a house. And I'm like, oh, I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. Girls yeah. clothes, especially. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, so lucky. So lucky. Oh, well, girls, I have loved speaking to you both. Thank you. I hope you both enjoyed that. Loved it.
3: I don't yeah, think it was. It's also some of the stuff that you never really say to one another, so it's quite nice to hear.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's like therapy, it isn't is. it? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, before you go, I always ask my guests, um, Oh, A question. I've got two questions now um, because of, obviously, we're going through the coronavirus and pandemic and things are softening a bit out there, but there's still a lot of restrictions. So the first question would be, when this is all over, what are you most looking forward to? Becky, you go first and then Minnie. God, What
3: am I most looking forward to? I would probably say going to Soho House with a group of friends and having a bottle of Lady A.
2: There you go. Minnie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so specific. I was
4: like, thrown then. I'm i just really looking forward to like going out and eating and chatting and, yeah, hugging. Oh, you're hugging. Um, I was going to say,
2: I thought both I of you, you would say hug. hugging because you both give the best hugs. Hug, hug,
4: hug, 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 hug. Hug and then the bottom of the yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, I can't wait exactly. see you both. No,
4: I can't. Um, Yay.
2: Yes, please. And then the second question is... um what piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Minnie, you go first, and then Becky, you go second. Okay.
4: It's always all going to be okay. Even when it's not, it will always be okay because nothing is permanent. Everything, everything. Always okay, say to yourself, "This too shall pass." when you're stuck in, in a, a dark spot, and, and let yourself work through it.
2: Amazing.
4: And love yourself.
2: Yes.
3: Yeah. I think mine would be, don't be so hard on yourself and nobody is the same so don't try and um, compare yourself to others yeah
4: yeah that's a really important one yeah comparison is the of joy
3: stay yeah. in your lane because you're literally and be and also the other thing is be, be great um what's the word be appreciative and enjoy other people's successes because I think sometimes when you're younger if somebody gets like a boyfriend for once yeah. or gets a job yeah. and you maybe haven't and you're like oh why does it work for them and not for you but then it's like and then it happens yeah. down the line just be kind that's the other thing be kind
2: yeah and yeah. clap for everybody yeah. else yeah you're right like don't be so busy sort of admiring or wanting every people's life that you forget about your own yeah
3: exactly yeah and, then when you list and go, there's and always and enough I've got loads going on in my life then I'm, I'm happy yeah. It's easier said. Brilliant. Thank you so Thank
2: much. Thank you, Connie. Was- <laughs> Thanks so much, Thank girls. You. Thank you. <laughs> Love you <laughs> <lots>. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and maybe even share with a friend if you think they could benefit from listening to Growing Up Female. I'll be back next Wednesday with another amazing female. See you then. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We know times are very difficult right now. And if you want any more information about coronavirus, go to nhs.uk slash coronavirus.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.